up, everyone? Thank you so much for coming back to another awesome episode with us. We can't wait for this show. I'm your host, Caroline, and today we are going to be talking through how to master Sales Navigator for cold outbound prospecting. We have two of, in my opinion, the smartest and coolest guests that we could possibly have today. So buckle up, you're in for a ride. We have Nab Nicholson of Redis. She's my one of my close friends and my coworker at Redis. So I'm so excited about this. We have Tom, the founder at TA Sales. I'm just pumped about this. Thank you both so much for coming today. So before we dive in, if you want to scan this QR code, you are going to be getting instant access to so many cool trainings from the Sell Better team. You're going to get the latest actionable tactics from pros who are at the top of their game. You're going to get tactical deep dives, um, really awesome immediate takeaways in these trainings. So go ahead and scan this QR code, save it to check out for the end of this show. Before we dive in, I wanted to say a huge thank you to our partner, Apollo, for helping make these shows possible. So you can check out Apollo for free here. But if you want to really be a hero for your RevOps team, we are actually offering you 25% off annual contracts with Apollo. So put a one in the chat if you're interested. I can't wait to see the chat light up. This is a huge opportunity. So thank you so much, Apollo. All right, everyone, today's agenda is jam-packed. So if you have come to learn about strategic tactics for Sales Navigator, Sales Navigator 201, really, you're here, you're in the right place. Um, today's agenda, we're gonna be talking about optimizing account mapping and prioritization with Sales Navigator. We're going to be talking about mastering targeted prospecting using lead searches, Boolean strings, and something new called personas. Um, and we're going to be talking about how to leverage sales nav for in-depth research and really kind of impactful talk tracks. Before we get started, though, as always, I'm curious who's in the room. Uh, so please tell us um, what's your title? What do you do? What's your job? We mostly see SDRs here and account executives, but I'm seeing a few a few leaders. That's awesome. Really cool to know that leaders are here to level up their game, take back insights to their team. <clears throat> this is awesome. So there's going to be a lot of screen sharing today. There's going to be a lot of tactical, technical talk. And like I mentioned a minute ago, this is really SalesNav 201. So if we're going through something and you're kind of like, wait, hang on, I don't know how to get there, put something in the chat because we want to help you. This is going to be a really interactive show. Um, so please put something in the chat if you're confused or if you need us to kind of back up and, and show you something. Um, but let's just dive kind of right in. So Nav. How you doing? <laughs> I'm here. I'm surviving. You're here. <laughs> Nav, can you tell us a little bit about, and can you show us a little bit about LinkedIn's kind of newer intent signals feature and how folks can take advantage of the intent dashboard? Yes. Um, so the intent dashboard has been around for a little while, but they did rebrand it and now it's called Account Hub. Um, so let me share my screen. I'll show you what I'm talking about. So the account hub, the way that you'll get to account hub, and part of the reason why this is important is because you typically won't just start in sales navigator. You'll have your book of business. You would have your list of accounts that you're wanting to target. And you go into LinkedIn sales navigator to figure out what's going on with those accounts. So you can target them in a manner that LinkedIn Sales Navigator is recommending you to. So 
From your homepage, if you go to the accounts tab at the top, this is called the account hub. Um, and it's the same as the intent signals. So um, from this view, there's a lot you can do. Um, but just for the beginning part of the session, because I don't want to give you everything all at once, um, I'll tell you how to filter for just your accounts and the different intent items that you should care for. So awesome. from the account hub tab, you could use, if you're using a CRM that is connected to Sales Navigator, your accounts will automatically sync into Sales Navigator. I don't own any account at our company because I'm an enablement, but if you were an SDR or an AE or a success person, whatever it may be, you have accounts assigned to you and those will pop up right here. So that's one. Another way for you to see your list of accounts is if you have accounts that, ha that you've pre-saved, which I believe Tom will show you how to save those accounts. But say you've already saved a few, um, you will just click on all saved accounts and it will show you the list of accounts that you previously saved. Um, up top, this, this option will show you any recent changes that have occurred with some of the accounts from this list. Super simple, very easy to kind of interact with. And down at the bottom is the list of entire uh, list of your entire accounts, the list of entire account list. Can't talk today, <laughs> um, but I'm here. Um, and while you're on here, you'll notice a couple other things, but I'll talk about this um, later on. But this is the account hub. This is kind of where you start. That's so cool. So you mentioned that this has been around for a little while, but it rebranded. So I'm curious, folks, put a one in the chat if you've ever leveraged this, if you've ever gone into this view. And put a two in the chat if this is brand spanking new. I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see. Oh, I see some twos. I see a lot of twos. So a lot of folks haven't leveraged this. So Nav, can you show us a little bit about what some of those intent signals are for specific accounts? Like what is an intent signal, first of all? And what, what do some of those look like? That's actually a great question. Um, so the buyer intent. So what this is showing you is um, that particular account. So let's just pick on Amazon. So Amazon has been on our website. They have interacted with some of the posts that folks from our company are, in, are posting. They have responded to some LinkedIn messages um, and they're just active with most of the stuff that um, Redis is posting because that's the company I work for. So that's what you're going to see here. Mm -hmm. So buyer intent is basically their engagement with our website. Um, our LinkedIn website, their engagement with um, our posts and their engagement with in-mails and messages that we've sent to them. So that's awesome. kind of what buyer intent is showing you. So folks in the chat, keep in mind, this is a webinar about Sales Navigator. So this show is about Sales Nav specifically. If, you're, if you don't have Sales Nav, unfortunately, you're not going to see these views. Um, if you are using LinkedIn, stick around though, if, you're, if you don't have Sales Navigator, because we are going to be talking about what some things you can do with free LinkedIn are. Um, but, but keep in mind that this is Sales Navigator. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Nav. That was, that was fantastic. Um, so folks, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about list building. So Tom, can you show us like how to build lists in Sales Navigator and what some of the most effective best practices are there? Yeah, for sure. This is uh, this is my jam. So thanks, first of all, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I love Sales Nav and I love the Sell Better team. So, um, all right. So this is my real Sales Nav and I'm selling to people. So if you're on this list, uh, then you know, don't take offense to that. <laughs> or you know, if you know someone on this list, introduce me to them. Uh, just kidding. But so this is the homepage. 
Um, I'm, I'll show you uh, some of the searches that I have and then how one might create a list. So um, first, let me just show you. I typically go into the lead filters and you've got 20-ish different ways that you can find leads, right? Some easy things like if you integrate your CRM or you have an account list, you can upload it here to SalesNav. You can do company size, industry, things like that, that uh, you know, your your territory geography, things that your territory is probably based out of if you're a BDR or an AE. Mm -hmm. um, and you can have that inputted. And then you can get even more specific based on things like job titles, functions. I know Nav will get into personas a little bit later. You can get into who follows your company on LinkedIn, uh, who's engaging with you, all this cool stuff, right? So the possibilities are, are endless. And I'll show you just maybe one. And if you want me to show more, I can. But one of my favorite ones, and this was the number one way that I booked Pipeline when I was working at Gong. Uh, and I was there for, for two years before I started my own company, is doing this. So this is just kind of like a dummy instance. But what this is showing, Caroline, is this is showing... Uh, People that used to work at our best customers, our case studies, our testimonials, companies that I used to sell to, people that are happy customers that are now located in my territory, right? So here's an example. So I would say uh, past company, you know, I listed off a couple of businesses here, right? And then current company, they no longer work at that business. Title, changed job in the last 90 days. So because I only put four accounts here, this list isn't super big, but there's four results. So let's look at Kane. This is real. I actually used to work with, uh, with when Kane was working at another company. He was a director of sales. I was training his sales team. Now he just landed three months ago as the VP of sales at this company. Kane would be a great person for me to talk to uh, mm -hmm. and message and say, hey, I know that we were doing some work before at XYZ company. Congrats on the new land over here. Would love to hear about what's going on and if we might be able to, to be helpful. So that was like the number one thing that I did at Gong was find people that were happy customers. They went to a new company, send them a, a, a message that was relevant to their new role. And, uh, and the pipeline came in pretty quickly. So that's one of my favorite ones, but use a bunch of other ones as well. Super strategic. That's awesome. So you're basically like using this to fine tune the results that you get and then reach out to those folks with messaging specifically tailored to them. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And yeah, so I see some questions in the chat. You will need uh, advanced sales navigator for some of this stuff that we're doing. I will say though, stick around. We are going to talk about how to leverage regular LinkedIn and how to leverage some other aspects of sales navigator too. Um, this is awesome. So Nav and Tom, this is kind of a question for both of you. Nav, maybe you want to go first. Which filters are most effective for account searches? Like if you were kind of starting from scratch, looking to build um, an account list in Sales Navigator, where would you start with those filters? Um, so as in like, we don't even have accounts assigned to us yet. Is that the scenario you're referring to? Yeah, we could do that. Why don't Why don't we show people who who don't have accounts assigned to them who are kind of like looking for their accounts, like how to build a list? Okay. Um, I feel like Tom might be a better person to respond to that question because I work for a company where accounts are pre-established and folks yeah. have account assigned to them from the get go, so they can just go and pick their own. <laughs> totally, Tom. Yeah. You want to you want to demonstrate that account account list building? Yeah, sure. So let me reshare. So the way that I would go about this, and let's say, um, you know, some people that I coach are, you know, a, a common scenario if you don't have a territory is maybe you're the first or one of the first few reps at a company and it's pretty greenfield. 
And the founder or the CEO just says, hey, go sell something pretty much. Uh, so if that's the case, what you can do is I'm in the account view here uh, for the filters. And what I would do is I would go back and see, okay, of our customers, what are some common demographics? So I'll just like make something up on the spot. Let's say I'm working with a lot of small companies. Those are our customers, 50 employees or less, right? And maybe I'm they're all in the healthcare vertical. This is not, uh, well, I'm making this up. Let's say they're all in the <laughs> hospital and healthcare vertical, right? So when I do that, you're gonna notice like over time, okay, I've got a million results. That is way too many results. So now I'm gonna keep trying to find ways to, to push this down. So I might go to uh, their headquarters location. All right, a lot of our companies are in the US. Okay, that's something. But even more companies are in like the New York City area. That's where like, for some reason, hospitals in New York City are like taken off. And that's why we're, that's who we're helping. So we're gonna keep narrowing this down, narrowing this down uh, as much as we can. We can go to department headcount, we can go to you know what type of technology they use. Let's say that you know we want to we want to target people that are using Google Ads, for example. There's a lot of stuff you could type in here. And over time, as I keep hitting these results, you're going to find fewer and fewer. So uh, you might have a situation where you want a hundred accounts, or a thousand accounts, or ten thousand accounts. Um, and I would just keep playing with this. This is still pretty broad. There's a lot of you know I guess hospitals in in the New York City area. Uh, but I would just keep leveling this down until you get to a list that's, you know, uh, reasonable for you and then start working through that little by little and, you know, go and, and find 20 accounts per week or 50 accounts per week, depending on your role mm-hmm. and start kind of narrowing into them that way. Yeah. And I will say, Tom, too. So if you go over, like once you have filtered down to each of the nuanced filters that you're wanting to and you have your results that you're comfortable with, if you click select all Um, you can save all of these accounts. So you can Mm -hmm. save them to a list. You can put them into your CRM. um, You can really make them actionable that way. The other thing I'll say, folks, is Tom touched on something here that I think is really important. Down where Tom filtered through technologies used, you can really use this to your advantage. Um, You can obviously see what kinds of tech they're using if they're compatible with what your solution is. But you can also leverage this to see, like, maybe I want to target folks who are using a competitor. Maybe I want to scroll down and find the piece of technology that's a direct competitor with ours. And maybe I want to see how to displace that piece of technology. So I'm going to focus on a list of companies that are specifically using a competitor and I'm going to create messaging to displace that competitor. Um, Yes, I'm seeing a lot of questions in the chat about the recording. This is being recorded. You will get this. I know we're going through so many technical, tactical things. So yes, you will be getting this recording. Um, Let's pivot a little. So Nav, can you tell the folks uh, viewing here what Boolean string searches are, how they're used, and what a better approach might be? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you mind if I go back to the accounts first um, one more time? Absolutely. So what Tom showed is more along the lines of finding brand new accounts for you to go after. What I can show you is how you can use the account filters to view the accounts that you already own. Um, So for folks that already have a CRM or they work for a company that has pre-assigned them accounts, they're typically not allowed to go find brand new accounts. What I can show you is how you can actually look at your list of accounts that you already own and use some additional filters inside of Sales Navigator. So let me share my screen and I'll show you how to do that. So let's go back from the homepage. 
if you go to that account hub page again, and if you click on view in search, this will take you to a page that only shows you your accounts. So the list of accounts that you own. Um, from here, you can click on the technologies used option. So out of like the 15 accounts that say you own or about six, whatever, whatever this list is, you only want to look at the ones that are using, let's say, Cloudflare bot management. You just want to focus on those accounts instead of looking at an entire list. So you can focus your outbound prospecting or your, your more of like a warm prospecting using um, these filters. Additionally, the, the one that I really like is um, looking at annual revenue. We are in an economic state where you want to be able to see uh, companies where the revenue is consistently increasing. So this part is really, really helpful. So I highly recommend looking at this. And you can also look for job opportunities too. So the accounts that actually are hiring at the moment. So you're only looking at list of accounts that are hiring at the moment. There's a lot you can do here. Um, but the ones that I would recommend looking at is obviously the technologies used that Caroline and Tom mentioned, the job opportunities just to see if the company is actually growing. So when you do reach out to them, are they going to be open to having a conversation with you? Another one that you can do is you can look at recent activities and kind of tailor your messaging based on um, some of the highlights that these accounts um, are currently seeing within them. So you can, you can tailor so much of your approach based on these filters that you have access to. Um, again, I'm gonna repeat myself, but this is only relevant. This, this, this workflow is more relevant for folks that already have accounts assigned to them. What Tom mentioned is more so if you're just going out there and finding your own accounts for yourself. Um, okay. Back to the Boolean strings. Um, okay, so what are Boolean searches? Uh, think of a Boolean string search as a way for you to use some of our logical operators. That's what I'm going to call it. They're called logical operators. So things like um, and or not. So those are like three logical operators that you can use. Um, and the way they function is say you're reaching out to um, VPs of sales or directors of sales. So you can create a Boolean string using a VP of sales, a director of sales, sales. Um, you can add and or, or not options within that string. Now it gets very complicated, which is why I think the new feature that Sales Navigator has called Persona is way better, much easier to use instead of you having to somehow using your mathematical brain to come up with a Boolean string that you can use. Um, Caroline, do you want me to show them how to use the persona? Okay. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be super valuable for folks. So this really replaces Boolean strings for everyone listening who's ever had to spend an hour creating a Boolean string. This is for you. <laughs> yep. Okay. So let me share my screen. Okay. So from your homepage, if you scroll on down on the, on the right-hand side, it will show you some personas. There are some that they pre-create for you. I don't recommend using those from the get-go. You can create your own because the titles that you care about and the personas that you care about are different than what LinkedIn Sales Navigator is recommending to you. So you can click on show all personas. You can edit the one that's pre-created by Sales Navigator, um, or you can just create a brand new one. Please note that there is a limit of five personas in Sales Navigator. Um, so if you do end up creating more than that, you will either need to remove an old one or edit up an old one. 
So um, say I wanna just make edits to the dev engineering one. This is a persona that we go after. You click edit, you'll add your function. So the function is basically what group that the, the persona falls under. So for our dev and engineering, they fall in engineering and information technology. Um, you can change the seniority level if you prefer, but for me, uh, we don't really care about seniority level for this particular persona. And then you just start typing in current job titles. This is basically serving as a Boolean search right here. You start typing in the titles that you care about. So say I wanna look for an engineer, you do that. You can add other ones, um, software, that one, whatever you prefer. So you go ahead and do that and click save. Once you save this, this is a pre-created persona that you can use on a lead search. I don't know if I should just go and show them that right now. Sure. Yeah? Okay, all right. So if you go to the lead filters, from this view, you're obviously gonna search for a specific company that you're looking for, but say you did have a company that you pre-created, that you have pre, actually, let's just do this from a get-go. So say I am going after security scorecard. Um, it's an account that I care about. So you mm -hmm. pull it up, you go to all employees for that account. You can scroll on down and click on see all filters. So instead of having to type in a Boolean, you can just scroll down to the right-hand side under workflow. Here's your persona. From the persona, you're gonna choose the persona that you've just created. So I was focusing on Devon Engineering. You just go ahead and choose that and it'll show you all the contacts that those personas are assigned to. Crispy. So it's more easier than having to go find a <laughs> Boolean search and create it first and all that jazz. So um, cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my Shabil. <laughs> that's amazing. Tom, are you currently leveraging personas over Booleans? Would you say one is better than the other? Um, you've kind of, you've kind of like swayed me. Um, so the re so the example that I've given when Boolean has been helpful, uh, and I'd be curious if either of you have, have found a replacement for this is let's say you were going for a title, let's say like stick to the engineering. Um, but sometimes people put things in their profile of like skills or experiences that aren't their title that show up in their LinkedIn profile. So like people might put, um, you know, I've, I've heard the example, I've never sold to engineering, but I've heard the example of like QA. Sometimes that's a title, sometimes that's in people's, uh, his, you know, in their actual like job search. So I have had, I've had moments where I've done things like that and put in like words that might show up in, um, you know, in like I might put, if I'm selling uh, training, like sales training, and I go to VPs of sales, I might do a Boolean of training because if the VP is or someone enablement is like responsible for training the team, perhaps I would go for it that way. But I think those are edge cases. And I think most of the time, the personas will will probably get you what you need 90% of the time. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And Tom, um, I know we touched on this a little bit earlier when you kind of showed us how you build your account lists and what some of those filters are that you use to get some really targeted lead searches. Could you walk us through what some of your favorite lead filters are, though? I know you started to tease some of them out, but can you kind of take the audience through what they are, what they're used for? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So resharing um, my screen. Oops. Okay. So I've got a number of uh, I've got a number of, of searches here. So the bottom one was the one that I went through uh, earlier, which is past customer landed at a new company in my target market. So here was another scenario. Here's a real scenario. 
I'm a one person business. I live in Chicago. Uh, I want to meet every director of sales in Chicago because they're either my prospects or they know other sales leaders that might you know need my services. So a very specific one that I'm doing right now is I created this. I'll show you exactly what it looks like. So I went to companies between 11 and 1,000 company size. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to be, you know, all over LinkedIn all the time. So I, I did first degree connections to kind of like wane this down in the Chicago area. I could uh, use Nav's advice and instead of do this, probably put, uh, you know, create a persona around this, but director VP of sales or biz dev. And for that, I have, I have 55 searches. So I'm on a, I do know some of these people. I don't know all of them. Uh, I'm on a hunt to meet every single one of these people and have coffee with them or lunch with them. So I've done that before as well. Like if there's a conference coming up, you're sponsoring a, sh- a trade show in uh, Phoenix next month, uh, maybe too hot uh, in June. Maybe you're going to Seattle <laughs> next month. Um, go that, go there, type in the geography, type in your account list or whatever other qualifiers you have and go find people and invite them to a happy hour or something like that. So anything that is uh, specific to an area, if you're doing your team's doing VIP dinners for customers or things like that. That's another one that I really enjoy. Um, And the last one that I'll get into is typing in specific. So what I'm always trying to do is is align this. Uh, I know this isn't, well, Apollo is sponsoring this. I use Apollo, but any sales engagement platform you're using, it's worth noting that any of these lists that I'm showing you, I map them to a specific you know, email or or ideally a specific sales sequence. So I'm sending a much different message to the director of sales in Chicago I want to grab coffee with, or the engineer that's going to be at this trade show in Seattle that I want to set up for a happy hour than I am for, you know, maybe someone that's just broader based. So, you know, a very basic one, again, like, you know, put in your account, you know, put in your account list, put in title. Um, what I used to do at Gong as well is like put in people that follow my company on LinkedIn so if you have a killer marketing team like Gong had, um, you might have hundreds or even thousands of people that follow their company account. That's gold. That means they at least are aware that your business exists. And that's a person that I might use as like lower hanging fruit that that might have, you know, that's another level of like intent, as I would say, that they've shown. Um, and I might shoot them a different type of message as well. So um, yeah, the the beauty is I wouldn't steal everything that I use because you Everyone here is, has a different role at a different company, but maybe use what Nav and I are saying as inspiration. And uh, I mean, you could create thousands of different types of lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, some might have five people, some might have 500,000 people. Um, and you can just kind of tweak based on what the parameters that you have in your role are. So true. These are such awesome insights. I want to pause for a second and ask the audience before we move on to kind of the next topic audience, does your current company invest in LinkedIn Sales Navigator or are you kind of just using LinkedIn in its regular form? Awesome. I'm seeing a lot of folks who have Sales Nav, which is great because hopefully you're getting a lot out of this this session. Ooh, someone's testing it, which is really cool. Um, Hope you see some good results. Personally, at every company I've ever worked for, we've used Sales Navigator, which I think is amazing because it is kind of the best in its class of what it does. Um, so that is awesome. Glad to know. 
So folks, I wanted to pivot for a second and show you what you can do with regular LinkedIn. So I'm going to share my screen for a second, and I'm going to show you what some of the things are that you can do here. And Tom and Nav, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on some of this stuff if you've ever used this too. I'll just show you a couple really quick things. So this is my personal LinkedIn that's open right now. So let's say I wanted to learn a little bit more about the current technologies that a company might be using. I'll show you a little hack that you can use if you do not have Sales Navigator. Go to Jobs, okay? What you're going to do is type in Cloud Engineer. You can also type in Engineer, et cetera, whatever. Um, cloud Engineer in the US. It's going to show you a bunch of these filters. Now, if you click All Filters, you can filter by the company or companies that you are looking to specifically target. So go down here. You can click add a company if you don't see your company come up right away. But let's just say for the purpose of this exercise, we're going to look at Jawbot, Dice, S&P, and Epic. Okay, so let's just filter through those results. You don't really need any other filters other than that because we're just trying to suss out what some of the technologies they're using are. So if you are starting with Epic here, so let's say Epic is one of your accounts, you kind of want to know a little bit more about what tech they're using. The reason you're looking at what they're asking cloud engineers to come in comfortable knowing is because that typically indicates what a lot of their like internal database technology or software pieces are. Um, techn technical knowledge and or experience in the following areas is preferred. So this kind of tells you they're probably using Azure, AWS, GCP, Cloudflare, um, they could be using those pieces of technology. So does that make sense to everyone? Put a one in the chat if this is a technique that you've used. And by the way, you can kind of do this same tactic for sales tools too. So you can write director of sales operations. So instead of cloud engineer, let's write sales, sales operations. So kind of a similar thing here. So we're looking at an associate director retention management for Americas. Let's see, remote director of demand generation, we can kind of see what they're asking folks to come in comfortable with in terms of a platform. Um, it's not always going to work. They're not always going to give away exactly what technologies or platforms they're using. But if you don't have Sales Navigator, which kind of tells you what some of the technologies used are, this could be a good thing to leverage. So Nav, question for you that was a question in the chat. How confident are you in the technologies used filter on Sales Navigator? How comfortable are you in its accuracy? <laughs> um, that So... That's one of those things that you can never be 100% confident in what whatever you're finding. So there are so many different platforms out there that suggest the same exact stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Sixth Sense does it, Zoom Info does it, Data Fox does it, but none of them are able to say that is 100% accurate. So what you're seeing in Sales Navigator is directly coming from their website. Um, so their LinkedIn page, or from job openings. Mm -hmm. So if they have those in either of those things, yes, you're gonna see them under the technographics basically. Um, now I wouldn't say you should go out there and add that in your emails because <laughs> you might come off not so great. Uh, and <laughs> folks will be questioning your, your judgment, uh, but it's just to kind of give you an idea of which um, customers or accounts you should be going after. 
So long-winded question, but, um, answer, I mean, but you you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, totally. No. And I I agree. We got a few people in the chat asking how confident we are of that score and like where that data is coming from. And the long and the short of that answer is we don't always know. Um, we can say that these are some of the best and most used data tools in the business. Um, so the accuracy is something I'm confident in, but Tom, what about you? Do you have kind of other thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I've I uh, I've sold data tools, and like the the truth is, any of these tools that we're talking about, they're all great. Uh, they're never going to be a hundred percent perfect because everything's always in motion. You know, sometimes you buy new technology and then you lose that technology, and and things just happen fluidly. I would say like 80 percent, ninety percent, and that goes with a lot of contact providers, email no email addresses, phone numbers, all data. You know, take it with a grain of salt, but. Um, I'd rather have an 80% accurate shot that this company uses uh, a technology that I really care about. If I'm an e-commerce provider and I'm hunting Shopify shops, um, I'd rather have like 80, 90% accuracy than just going blind. Um, and, and you might be wrong every once in a while, but it's it's a good leading indicator. I totally agree. That accuracy there obviously is not always going to be 100%, but it's really important to use those filters and take an educated guess, right? That's why we prospect in the way that we do making hypotheses, taking guesses, asking discovery questions, because you might be wrong, but the least you can do is is try, right? Awesome. So, you know, I know we've talked a little bit about some of the differences between kind of regular LinkedIn, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, Advanced Sales Navigator. I'd love to get both of your takes on why companies should invest in Sales Navigator. Um, I know some people in the chat are testing it out. I know some people in the chat are already using it. Um, but, you know, Nav, why should a company invest in Sales Navigator in your opinion? Um, Let's see. How am I going to answer this? Uh I think it's a critical platform um, and it does depend on, you know, if your company has the revenue to invest in it. Um, And from what I know for enterprise licenses, it is about 110 bucks per user. Um, So it definitely depends on um, your company. But as far as like the use case, I do absolutely believe that Sales Navigator is critical, especially if you are in an SDR role. For AEs, you can kind of sort of get by it, but for SDRs, it is very important because you are the ones that has to go out there and identify the contacts to that you should be prospecting into. And you also need to see, you know, the connections of and be able to use all the fantastic filtering options that Sales Navigator has, but LinkedIn, regular LinkedIn does not. Um, so I I I, if I'm making the decision, I absolutely would buy Sales Navigator. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And Tom, what do you think there too? Yeah, I have a, I have a hot take. Uh, well, I'll preface the hot take with not everyone's buyers are on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, one company I work with uh, sells to pizza shop owners. So uh, a small one person pizza shop owner, uh, you're probably not going to learn a lot from LinkedIn. There might be another platform, but assuming that what you're selling and their buyers are on LinkedIn. I don't, and you have some sort of variable compensation to your your pay. I I think it's a non-negotiable to have. I have paid out of pocket for it, fifty to eighty bucks a month for any company that um, didn't invest in it, which has happened to me several years of my sales career, even when I was entry level coming out of school, um, because I think I don't I don't see a, a case where you use it and your buyers are there where it doesn't. 
have a positive ROI. Um, and this isn't sponsored by SalesNav. I don't get paid to say that. I wish I did. Uh, but I think it, it should be a non-negotiable if you're a leader to have your team use it. And if you're an individual to um, invest in yourself, do a month trial and see. Um, but I would definitely say if I only had one tool and I had to buy it for as a sales leader or as a sales rep myself, um, that I would I would choose Sales Navigator personally. I totally agree. Yeah. And hopefully folks in the chat don't have to pay for it out of pocket, but I definitely would myself if I was faced with that position too. But here's the thing, everyone, like even if you're not using sales nav as strategically as we've just gone over, even if you don't have it at your company, you can still use, you know, kind of regular LinkedIn to get a lot of great research done. There are some cool filters you can use on regular LinkedIn. Question for the audience, you know, if you were to be pitched with personalization that someone found about you on LinkedIn, I'm curious how you'd feel, <laughs> um, you know, kind of before we get into this last, um, this last piece of our, of our show here. So you can put your answer uh, right here in this, in this questionnaire here. Curious if you'd be creeped out or if you'd feel like the rep did their homework. Maybe you don't have a strong opinion about it. Yeah. So I'm seeing folks just saying that they'd feel totally fine about that. A couple people would feel a little creeped out. <laughs> At the end of the day, right, this is kind of a seller's job um, to kind of use the information they find on LinkedIn and various platforms, write those personalized emails, build those lists, use that intent. So hopefully everyone's taken a lot away from this show. We have a few minutes left and we have some questions. So I personally would love to get to the Q&A and answer some of these here. So I'll pass these to you, uh, Nav and Tom. So Nav, Robert asks, what if the industry is not identified? So i.e. long-term care. What if the tech, AI, uh, AI real-time precision, location tech, monitors, seniors in long-term long care homes. Can't speak today. Do you want to take a stab at that now? Um, if the industry is not pre-identified, that kind of goes back to what Tom was saying. A lot of the times those people do not have LinkedIn's. I have a lot of friends in healthcare that don't use LinkedIn at all. Um, so from my perspective, I don't think you'll be finding much about those accounts on Sales Navigator. Um, but Tom, you work more so with, you know, smaller companies and you're going out there and actually finding accounts. So you may have a different response. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know much about the long term care industry. I would say you sounds like you're probably right now. What I would do to double check it is maybe you could find a list of 500 companies elsewhere mm -hmm. and then plug those into sales navigator and see what your results are. And if you get a bunch of people, then cool. Maybe that is, is useful. It's possible that sales Nav might not be your best tool. And there's a lot of other contact and data providers that maybe you want to test out. Um, I, yeah, it, those types of cases with, with industries are tough. So um, again, everything we take, you got to take with a grain of salt based on who you're selling to. Yeah. So we have another question here. Um, do both LinkedIn sales nav and zoom in info provide the same Intel regarding decision makers or is one better for small companies? Um, <laughs> I can take that one. Uh, so the way sales navigator works is a little bit different than what I would say Zoom Info is doing. Um, I think of Zoom Info as a platform for you to leverage to actually get um, contact information. So um, gathering emails and phone numbers, all that jazz. 
Um, what Sales Navigator is doing is it's giving you like high level intent for an account. Yes, ZoomInfo does provide you intent as well, um, but not everybody has the budget to invest in both platforms. Now, if you're looking at more SMB, um, from my personal experience, I do think Sales Navigator provides you a little bit more than ZoomInfo does. ZoomInfo provides more of like enterprise level uh, insights better because they do invest a lot more in those larger companies. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tom, do you have a similar thought? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, there's other, you know, other things to consider, like, um, you know, LinkedIn, uh, Zoom Info is going to get you phone numbers. LinkedIn doesn't give you phone numbers to folks. So I would, you know, typically, if you can, you, you would pair LinkedIn with some sort of contact provider. Zoom Info is a well-known one. There's many others um, as well uh, that you might need to test again for your market. Different industries have more or less phone numbers. And, but the way that a contact provider typically works is that they, if I was working for them, I would be calling and emailing Nav to make sure her number is correct, that her email is correct, that her title is correct, and I'm giving you that data. Whereas LinkedIn, I am manually inputting, hey, I just left my job. I just started a new job. And so if someone's, if you're an industry that's active in LinkedIn, that's probably going to be updated more recently. Um, but if they're in long-term care and they're not on LinkedIn, then it might be a contact provider that is a better option for you. Yeah, totally agree. And then the last question that we got here that I'll answer um, is similar to technologies used. Can you search by companies used? I don't think any of us have expertise in the staffing area or LinkedIn recruiting. So I'm not sure that we're the best folks to answer that question. But JR, what I would recommend to you is uh, go into Sales Navigator if you're using it, go to those account filters and see what you can find. You can see technologies used, which might be similar. You might be able to see some similar results. See if there's a place for companies used. But if you can't, go ahead and use that um, little hack that I showed you guys a minute ago where you just use LinkedIn go see what some of the jobs are asking folks to come in comfortable with. You might get some indicators as to what companies or platforms they are using. Um, folks, this was really fantastic. I'm so grateful that you both joined us today. I know that we've had a couple other questions in the chat. Hopefully, if we didn't answer your question, this guide that Jed has created will. Um, we're going to put this in the chat our very own Jed has created a LinkedIn sales navigator guide and it's a course. It's fantastic. We're going to drop it in the chat here. Please feel free to leverage this. This has been recorded. It will be sent out to everyone as well. So feel free to go back, watch some of this stuff. And yeah, I hope that this was helpful for everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank Thanks you. everyone. Bye everyone.